Hey there, Sister Catherine here at Touching the Sunrise podcast, and today I have something extra special for you. The end of June for the Daughters of St. Paul and really for the whole Pauline family is such a wonderful time of year. First of all, we celebrate the great feast of St. Paul, who is our father, our founder, our form, our model, our teacher in how to live Christ at the center uh, the foundational root of our spirituality in Christ. And of course, that's such a wonderful time for us. But added to that joy is um, the, the first professions of our novices, the final professions of juniors, and the celebration of those sisters who've lived their religious life for 25, 50, 60, and sometimes even 70 years. And so today, uh, and next week, I wanted to bring in uh, one of our novices who made her profession, and one of our juniors who made her perpetual profession, and just have an interview with them that I think you're really gonna enjoy. It's an insight into religious life, but also an insight into who you are in the church, um, in relation to religious life, your own vocation, your own journey, because really we're all in this together. We're all one body, we're all integrated, woven together in one in, in how we live our vocations and how we support each other in our vocations. So I'm really excited today to bring Sister Amanda in, and with that, we'll begin. Well, welcome, Sister Amanda Marie. Um, it's so exciting to have you here. Um, Sister Amanda Marie made her profession on June 29th, the Feast of Saints Peter and Paul, and she was so good to give us a few moments of her time. I know she's preparing for leaving on vacation and then leaving to our new assignment that we're gonna share at the end. But um, she gave us this half hour and I'm really, really happy to be able to share the excitement of a new professed sister with you. So great. So I, I, I know you shared this with the sisters, but um, could you share with us why Marie? We always take um, or often we'll take a new name. We keep our baptismal name because religious life is a full flowering of our baptismal commitment, but we'll often add another meaningful name to that baptismal name. And um, Sister did share that with us, but I wanted to, um, to give her that opportunity to share that with you. So why Marie? Thank you, Sister Catherine. <laughs> so I've been praying about what name I might take for a profession for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. And um, I've long been trying to grow in my relationship with the Blessed Mother and really understanding what that means. Um, Mary hasn't always been a part of my life that I was conscious of mm -hmm. as a Catholic. Um, mm -hmm. Growing up, I, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of heard about her in passing. And of course, we prayed the Hail Mary and things like that. But yeah. it wasn't a very... Um, a relationship that I could really wrap my arms around in a sense. Yes. So I spent a lot of time just really trying to understand her role. Mm -hmm. um, but especially in the last few months leading up to my profession, I felt more strongly that she's been present and, and not just present as I've been preparing for first vows, but that she's been present the whole time. Mm -hmm. And even as I've been trying to understand her role and kind of working so hard to wrap my mind around it, she's 
been there all the while. And, and our mother doesn't put herself in the forefront. She's always in the background. Yes. Um, just just yes. taking care of me and praying and praying mm -hmm. for all of us. She's there even if we don't necessarily see her. Um, so, so that awareness has been growing as I've been preparing for profession. But I had a particular moment in chapel one day when I was praying with the mm. name actually. And um, I didn't feel like I could take the name of the Blessed Mother because <laughs> Mary is, she's the mother of God. I mean, I, it, mm. it didn't feel like a name that I was worthy to, mm. to take, so mm -hmm. to speak. Um, even though, of course, I, I relied on her prayers and, and looked up to her very much. But as I was sitting in chapel, uh, it struck me all of a sudden that um, it was almost like the Blessed Mother turned my understanding around. And she says, no, Amanda, your, your sisters don't take the name of Mary. I, there are many sisters in our community that have Mary or Marie or a form mm -hmm. thereof, um, but they don't take my name. I give my name to them. Oh. And it, it really was. And it was this understanding of Mary as our mother and as the mother of Jesus and, and wants to take us as her children. She does receive us as her children and she mm -hmm. wants to be there to care for us. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like she wanted to be there and was there and had been there the whole time mm -hmm. in my profession and as I begin my religious life mm -hmm. to be there with her prayers, with her power um, mm -hmm. and with her presence as a mother. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and for me to take her name or to receive her name really from mm -hmm. Mary is an outward sign of that protection and that love that she has for me and mm -hmm. for all of us. And mm -hmm. it's something that I, I want to carry with me and, and carry publicly before yes. others that she's there. Okay, so we're just gonna cut this out, but I think you need sure. to move a little bit in. You can move up, way. yeah, okay. you can move up if you want, or you can move back, that's fine, mm -hmm. yeah. Because you tend to lean that way. Oh, okay, thank you. So, okay, so we can just go back to looking at each other. Okay. That is so beautiful, Stramanda. I'm wondering, I'll put you on the spot here, sure. but there are probably a lot of people who are in the same predicament, um, predicament with the Blessed Mother. Like, <laughs> they know her, they know they should know her better, and possibly they say the rosary and take, when we were children, at least we had Marian devotions and crowning the Blessed Mother, um, but they're not going to be making profession. <laughs> so I just, just, but you're going to carry her name publicly, so this is your mm -hmm. first time. Um, how can, um, you know, our, our lovely people and my sisters, how can they make that leap to hearing from Mary, to receive from Mary, her name, even though they're not going to make it their name, but they somehow enter into a, a slightly different and surprising relationship with her. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think one thing I would say is don't try so hard, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think I, I really, I, I wanted to, to understand Mary, and, and you can understand her. I mean, there's certainly, there's so much mm -hmm. that you can read, and, and even just in praying to her, she reveals who she is. But um, but Mary does do a lot in the background and behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is just her example for us as an example of faith. Mm -hmm. And our faith in her presence also is not always something that we can touch. Um, mm -hmm. it, it certainly can be. But I think for me, something that she's shown me is that she's been in the background the whole time, even if I haven't seen her or felt mm -hmm. her, she is there. And I think learning to... Um, embrace that in faith, but mm -hmm. also 
um, I think just in the in my daily prayers throughout the day, whether I'm you know praying to our Lord or, or asking Mary for help, you know, Mary's in the midst of all of that because she mm-hmm. is so intimately connected with Jesus, her Son, mm-hmm. and. Um, a reflection that's really stayed with me and that I think has helped me in my relationship with Mary and Jesus both is Uh that, you know, Mary in receiving Jesus into her, into Mm -hmm. her womb, Mm -hmm. um, and then giving birth to him, it's, she's, she's giving Jesus to the world. And in a sense, Jesus wants to become incarnate in us too. He wants Mm -hmm. to use our personalities, who we Mm -hmm. are, the circumstances in which we're living, whatever those may be. Mm -hmm. And he wants to inhabit that and Mm -hmm. to, present himself to love other people, to love the world mm-hmm. in that situation, in that circumstance. Oh, wow. And that's exactly what Mary allowed Jesus to yeah. do in her. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're called to do ourselves. And so I think whenever or however we're trying to do that, Mary is right there doing it with mm-hmm. us and showing us mm-hmm. the way. I love that. Don't try too hard. <laughs> now, yeah. so, but of course, profession follows after a long a long period of preparation. Part of that preparation for you was this new relationship with Mary in which she claimed you in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, but we know that that preparation, um, you did have to try hard in a sense, <laughs> yes. for many years in that preparatory time. And I was just wondering if you would share with us um, some of the milestones along the way. We all know in our community, there are two years of postulancy, years of novitiate and then we make our first profession and then there are usually five years of junior aid and then we make our final profession um so we all know that canonically (laughs) but could you share a couple other milestones along the way that really prepared you for that day of your profession yes um one that comes to mind right away happened during postulancy and it was maybe oh goodness, probably only three or four months into postulancy. Mm -hmm. And I was struggling. I mean, everything was new. And um, it was getting close to the holidays. And I was terribly homesick. I was missing my family and all the traditions that come with Christmas. uh, It was difficult. Mm -hmm. And um, and I I remember going into chapel kind of after getting upset with one of my co-postulants over something really minor, but I was just in a bad place. (laughs) And I went into chapel and I kind of just started crying in there and I was upset and I was angry Mm -hmm. and just, um, you know, asking Jesus, like what, I I don't even know why I'm here and and I miss my family and all of that. And, um, and I, I heard him very clearly that day. And this doesn't happen very often in this kind of way. And it's not like he was speaking words audibly, but in my heart, this question just welled up very strongly. And he said, what do you need that I haven't given you? Ask mm-hmm. for it and I will provide it. And it wasn't this sense of like, seriously, what do you need that I haven't given you? But this, <laughs> this fatherly, like, I want to provide for you and I want to give you what you need. Oh, um, yeah, it was, I, I kind of, I stopped in my tracks in the middle of prayer, um, this is my chance. <laughs> really taken aback. But, but, but the funny thing was, so I, in that moment, I started thinking and I realized, like, I, I do have everything I need. It might not be everything I want, <laughs> um, but I do have everything I need. And, and I think just in the process of praying through all of that and what mm-hmm. was happening, I came to realize that, uh, Jesus wanted to love me through the sisters that he had placed me with, through the, the co-postulants that, mm-hmm. um, that I was living with at the time, through 
even the the missing of my family, um, mm -hmm. all the circumstances and, and kind of the mourning that I was going through in a sense mm -hmm. of what I had left behind, he wanted to love me through all of that in ways that were unfamiliar to me. I, I, I wasn't used to being loved through those situations because uh -huh. in my experience, love was, you know, receiving something that made me feel good and uh -huh. what I wanted. And um, it, so it was a real moment of being stretched and a moment of realizing that what God desires is for my good, but there's something in me that needs to change in response to that, to be able mm -hmm. to receive what he wants to give me. Mm -hmm. Because where I was in the moment, I wasn't exactly in a place to receive what what I needed, what he wanted mm -hmm. to give me. My expectations were different. Mm -hmm. um, it was a very powerful moment of prayer mm -hmm. and a moment of experiencing God's love. Mm -hmm. But how it wasn't a love that he was going to force on me. It was one mm -hmm. that I really had to open myself yeah. to receive, um, have some knots undone. In his way. In his in way. His way. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think Continuing through postulancy into novitiate, uh -huh. it's been a real lesson um, and learning of hearing and, and really seeking that voice of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that Jesus is calling me to? What are his desires? Mm -hmm. um, which on the surface might not be the same as my desires, but mm -hmm. if you dig deep down, he wants them to become mine and I really want my <laughs> mind to match with his um, yes. because what he desires is is what yes. is for our good mm -hmm. and what is in the heart of god okay i mean i'll just share a quick story please a do similar yes. one yes um i was on episodic experience um 84 probably mm -hmm. now or 83 and um but i remember there was i think we were putting in the very first computer system and i was typing in the name the customers and when every two, three times you get to a thousand, they all disappeared. There was some oh, setting yeah. somewhere. It's <laughs> like, and because I knew how to type, I was the elected official to type <laughs> them in over and over again. And of course, I wanted to do big and bold and fun things. So yeah. I didn't want to be typing in names. <laughs> and um, but I remember going into the chapel, and and saying, I you know from this moment forward. I only want to obey. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to take your will. I want to make it mine. And the suffering of this little moment, I hope will buy me the grace, give me the grace, obtain for me the grace to always want your will. So all these little experiences, even for you, mm -hmm. experiences that you can remember in your own life, there are different ways in which God shapes us and forms us into who we become and mm -hmm. and you all have those too and it's just a beautiful way that you have of helping us see how god's love is in those moments i know i interrupted you but no that was great he really does speak to share, yeah. yes he speaks mm -hmm. to those specific circumstances yeah you know, just in the in the trenches so to yeah speak. yeah we like to say oh <laughs> if i go into the church then a voice from heaven will come down <laughs> or if I'm riding a horse, you know, God will come like he came to St. Paul or something like that. <laughs> you know, but it's, yeah. I love that way you said that it's in the trenches that mm -hmm. it actually happens. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. So are there yeah. any other milestones you wanted to share along the way? Um, 
Well, I can, I can think of another one too. Mm -hmm. When I was at Apostolic Experience in New York City, I spent mm -hmm. about four months during my novitiate with our sisters in New York, in Manhattan, in our book center there, mm -hmm. which was quite a culture shock for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin. So New York City, Wisconsin are two very different places. But uh, again, just being in the book center and meeting so many different people um, uh -huh. was a real learning curve. Mm -hmm. But there was also a time as people were coming into the book center, coming in and I'm interacting and, and realizing just my own inadequacies and all that, mm -hmm. like I getting asked questions that I don't know the answers to and just feeling mm -hmm. incompetent mm -hmm. and getting a little discouraged with things as well. And I went into chapel again after a particular encounter with some people that just left me feeling like I didn't have what it took. Mm -hmm. And I went into chapel and opened my Bible and uh, started praying with with Matthew, where our Lord says, you know, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, mm -hmm. and I will give you rest. Except the words weren't directed at me. I heard them as though mm -hmm. Jesus is inviting the people who are coming into our book center, come mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. and, and I was supposed to receive them as, oh, wow. as mm -hmm. you know, Jesus wants to receive them in, in me, so to speak. Uh. Um, which was challenging, but, but also this, like, I don't need to be afraid of what I don't feel competent doing mm -hmm. because he wants to be the one to do it. And again, mm -hmm. it's this moment of, mm -hmm. I need to learn to let go and back up and let yeah. him do what he wants yes. and not, yes. not doubt that he doesn't mm -hmm. want, that he, doubt mm -hmm. that he wants to use me because he does. Just like he, he wants to work through you to reach mm -hmm. other people yeah. as well. And it's, it's easy for us to doubt that, Mm -hmm. But there's no reason to doubt it. He wants it. Mm. He wants it more than we wow. do. Yes, yes. Um, thinking back, her um, sister Amanda Marie's profession, I used to her new name, um, profession was just a couple days ago. And uh, personally, I cried for two hours <laughs> during the entire thing. I think it was the longest profession we ever had. Yes, it was, yeah. <laughs> I cried the whole time. But, um, but and I, I would suppose the same would be during a wedding, you know, I, um, probably it was a big blur and there was so much going on in your heart and yeah. around with your parents there and I know it meant so much to them and and it's hard for parents to give their daughter yeah. up um, but I'd be just funny if there was like one moment in that day that you'd like to share with us oh this one precious moment there were so many <laughs> it, it really was a blur of a day but um I can think of several moments one that I'll talk about that happened after the profession, actually, mm -hmm. the profession mass itself. Mm -hmm. And we had a little reception for my mm -hmm. family afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I was watching my family interact with the sisters. And mm -hmm. my dad in particular was going around to all the tables and greeting all of the sisters Aww. and thanking them. Mm -hmm. and, and that whole experience of being with my family and being among our sisters, mm -hmm. too, really just spoke to me of how how we are all one family and yeah. seeing the sisters adopt my family uh -huh. as their yeah. own yeah. and my family start to to do the same with the sisters like relate yeah. to them oh. was really a powerful moment for me mm -hmm. in the sense of of church of, mm -hmm. of communion with one another and mm -hmm. and what jesus offers us in this church mm -hmm. too of being one in his body oh, how yeah. yeah that's fantastic mm -hmm. yeah so um when the parents actually, they give up their daughter, but they get 100 and whatever, 40. Yes, yes. <laughs> daughters after that. <laughs> yeah. That they now are part of our family. And yeah, that's powerful. So 
so you have made profession and now what comes next um are you in your heart we know yes. she's going to be going to toronto ontario <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> first she's going to go on vacation yes yes <laughs> So we all, we all know that. <laughs> but um, as you look forward, you know, as a new professed daughter of St. Paul, you look forward to your life to come. Um, what are you going to be about? Is it some great adventure? Is it a time to prove yourself for Jesus? Is it a spousal relationship? What is it for you yeah. that's your, as you go off, um, where are you going and how is it, how are you? How is Jesus taking you? Yes, there? yes. <laughs> I I really feel called to just live moment by moment. There's mm -hmm. there's so much to look forward to and so much that comes ahead. Yeah. But I feel more and more that our Lord is really inviting me to um, just listen to what He's asking in the moment mm -hmm. and try to um, you know, understand what His desires are in the moment and how mm -hmm. I can really accommodate and live out those desires more mm -hmm. and more. Mm -hmm. And um, there's going to be a lot of newness, a lot of getting mm -hmm. used to. There's still a lot of sinking in of what just happened on Saturday and, <laughs> you know, who I am as a, a vowed mm -hmm. religious now, as a, a, a spouse mm -hmm. of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot to grow in that and a lot for mm -hmm. Jesus to teach me about my new identity. Mm -hmm. And and I'm very much his disciple, his student. <laughs> so I feel just in the moment as all this newness comes up, it's about yeah. listening to what he's mm -hmm. telling me through that and how he's inviting me to live. And um, Mary, you you received her name in a moment. Yes. You know, a lot of moments of reflection, but it was moment by moment as she led you. And it was. So that's just a wonderful way to really take that and go forward a moment by moment as Jesus desires to live through you and in you for others. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Well, thank yeah. you so much for... Yeah, we're a little late for lunch. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. But thank you so much <laughs> for sharing this time with us. And um, I know we all will be praying for you. Thank you. Sister Amanda thank Marie you. in Toronto, Apostle to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, like an, an added little um, newness to get used to moving to another country and there's uh, no more Thanksgiving with the normal Thanksgiving and, and learning and selfies. Learning Celsius yeah. and um, uh, I'm excited though. Don't the, get the me wrong. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited. There are very many changes, yeah. so there's a lot of newness that coming up. But moment by moment, um, it will be very beautiful. Mm -hmm. So thank you again so much, and God bless you. Thank you. God bless all of you. You're in my prayers as well.